Hi, and welcome. This is Lee Siegfried, host of A Life Well Lived with Dogs podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a podcast where we keep it real. We talk about dogs, living with dogs, life with dogs, dog training, and the full spectrum of the journey from puppyhood and beyond. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, this is Lee with the Life Well Live with Dogs podcast. Today, we are joined by Marianne Ahern with Glad Dogs, Glad Dogs Nation. And Marianne, we've known you and we've known about Glad Dogs for, who I don't even know, since maybe 2015 or 16? Yeah, so we've, seven years or so? Yeah, yeah, a long time. I mean, you and I met uh, when you were doing a training session with a mm-hmm. with a rescue that I was involved in, yeah, um, and then we connected. I don't remember exactly how, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, we've been around for ten years and been oh, been working with uh, Opportunity Barks for a long portion of that time. Yeah, and and so what I found that was so so we'll have to talk about you being I don't know would you consider yourself a crazy cattle dog lady or a <laughs> crazy cattle dog lady? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe reformed. I'm Maybe. not reformed. I have a foster at home <laughs> right now who I've had since Thanksgiving and has not gotten one application. <laughs> All right, we'll 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 talk. Um, but yeah, what I found was so compelling about what you do, right? Is you take used toys or, or re- recycled toys that, and typically like Beanie Baby, yeah, like plushy and stuff. Like, so are these like kids toys mostly? They are. We, yeah. We, um, we accept donations of gently yeah. loved kid toys, right? And then love. what mm-hmm. we do is we'll sanitize them by putting them in the washer on hot. Mm-hmm. We'll <laughs> cut out the things that could be dangerous for a dog. In this case, a plastic nose, plastic eyes. This of course is full of beans because it's a beanie baby. So what we do is replace those hard eyes with little appliques. The nose gets a pom-pom. We take all the beads out and put in a blaster squeaker. (laughs) (laughs) So we call them blaster babies. So we, so our graduates that participate in programs with opportunity barks get these. Yes. And it is the, it's like, it is a phenomenon that a lot of these dogs will get this particular toy and they will not kill it. Like, I I don't know if it's that blaster squeaker, but people are like, oh yeah, my dog destroys everything except that toy they got at graduation. I'm always like, Whoa, like what what's the magic there? Is it the size of the squeaker? Well, I mean, it, I hear that regardless of toy size. That's so crazy. I, I kind huh? of feel like, you know, here's yeah. an, a good example. Okay. Again, when we upcycle and we remove all that stuff and mm-hmm. put the cute little appliques, we we cut it open to put the squeaker inside and hand yeah. stitch it up. There's a lot of human scent on this. And I don't want to be corny, but we always ask our our volunteers who do this to not feel overwhelmed, not feel like this is a chore, just do it with love. And I don't know, for some reason, I I hear this all the time, that this is the toy their dog does not chew up. Destroy. It's like they carry it around and they like kind of take care of it. Exactly. And and for oh. those who do chew it up, they yeah. live on as skins. 
<laughs> without the stuffing in them. So like and also, okay, how did Glad Dogs come to be? Because there is like a charity component to this. Definitely. Right? 100%. Yeah. We, we sell toys as well as give them away. But 100% yeah. of the profits from everything we sell is goes to support our nonprofit programs. So yeah. the way that it started was really a little bit of a... Um, I was at, as a foster home. You mentioned that I foster. Yes, uh, my husband and I have had about 150 fosters in Whoa. 17 years or so. That's a lot. We we used to do three at a time. We're down to like three a year. <laughs> three at a time. I would imagine that's like insanity. Play the circus music, insanity. right? Yes, exactly. Well, mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you you would have been able to handle a little lot. I don't, I don't know. know. We good, but I don't know. Hats off to you. <laughs> but um, so but but I have to say that even though we were doing so much, we constantly were hit with the idea that here's more dogs that need our help. Here's mm-hmm. here's uh you know mm-hmm. dogs that are going to be euthanized in Kentucky mm-hmm. if we don't find somewhere for them to go fast. And it was really starting to wear on me. I just felt like no matter mm-hmm. how much we did, no matter how much all of my friends in rescue did, mm-hmm. there was no end to these dogs and I was carrying around this big angry chip on my shoulder. Yeah. And I felt like it was pretty unhealthy. So I started yeah. to try to think about how I could approach this problem from a more loving place. So because we fostered so much, the hubby and I would hit yard sales to pick up <laughs> toys, stuff, kids' stuff toys. Oh, no way. <laughs> we would. Okay, We'd get them for story. like 25 cents a piece. They'd give them to And mm-hmm. we'd watch because we knew there was dangerous elements. And mm-hmm. sure enough, even though we would be going like this to see if there were any beads. Mm-hmm. We would miss them and the dogs would break them open and the beads would be all over. All over. So I started That's- thinking, how can I make this, mm-hmm. how can I make these toys safe? Maybe I could do something with that, making the toys safe. And it just mm-hmm. kind of blossomed into, yeah, I'll do that. I'll sell them to people who love their pets and use all the money to help those poor animals that don't have homes. And yeah. I incorporated Glad Dog. I came up with the name driving my car. I incorporated before I had ever put a scissor into a toy to find out how I was going to upcycle them and mm-hmm. just ran with it from there. So there are two sides to Glad Dogs. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. Glad Dogs Nation, which is a for-profit company that sells toys. We sell our toys. We sell toys from name brands like Kong and JW and Bark. Mm-hmm. We just got some bark box toys in. Awesome. Um and then we donate all of the profits after expenses like paying the rent um, mm-hmm. to Glad Dogs Foundation, which is our nonprofit. Beautiful. And that's a structure that we copied from Paul Newman's Newman's own brand. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have this company that has employees that they pay and but at the end of the day, everything left over goes to their nonprofit to fund programs mm. for kids. So we we copied that structure. It felt it felt right for us. And then we can keep okay. things a little bit separate. But we've done a lot with the funds raised. Nobody takes a salary. Um, okay. that, not that I'm opposed to people who do good getting paid of for course. it. And I'm hoping yeah. in some yeah. short term I can start getting a little tiny stipend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But we, we've done a lot just in, in 2022, we shipped 
3,400 free toys out to shelter and rescue organizations. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we get a lot of really fabulous, high quality toys, but we also get some that are a little bit less mm-hmm. durable, say something mm-hmm. like this, a little thinner. Mm-hmm. Um, these toys we use with, with kids, with scout troops, with church groups, mm. they stitch up the toys. We'll do all the work putting on the eyes. You can see this one is in the process. The kids then will st- put in the squeaker and hand stitch it up and we will give all of those toys away. So oh, wow. everything that it costs to upcycle those, we absorb and we have this program that's ongoing that allows us to really support the shelters and rescues out there that are really struggling right now. There is yeah. a crisis of of overwhelming numbers of animals in need. So we um, support that. Now the thing about right, like part of part of the the creation of your glad dogs, besides like you're taking off the things that could be choking hazards, and we're getting the beads out if there's beads, and we're putting the squeaker in, right. and you're also stitching it up in a particular way. That's now, right. Yeah, it's hand done. It's yeah. hand done, and it's done to uh, recreate the spay and neuter scar that we feel should yeah. be on every pet. Why? So that we don't have unwanted pets that don't have a home and are overwhelming shelters. So that's always hand stitched with a little whip stitch or a chain stitch. Um, And um, I have some volunteers who do the fanciest stitches that I could never recreate, but I'm so grateful to have them (laughs) doing it. So yes, spaying and neutering is very important to us. Lee, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I... Oh, no, no, no. I was just kind of getting at like for your, for the charitable side of this, are we often, like are the purchases, is the purchase of Glad Dog Toys going towards spay neuter initiatives or is it kind of being distributed in different ways or... There's several different ways. When we first started, we were 100% spay and neuter, but I quickly Mm -hmm. learned that I Mm -hmm. did not have any success to show people that is something that's such a long term. Oh, it's such a long game. It is a long game. And people weren't, weren't able to see, you know, I could say, Hey, we're, we're incentivizing spay and neuter programs and things that we're we're paying to have animals spayed and neuter, but what's the impact. So while we keep Mm. that as a core idea, we've also expanded to include Mm. giving away free toys, giving away food to shelters and rescues. And Mm -hmm. we incentivize, uh, oh, we also give away insulated dog houses to dogs that are forced to live outside in certain parts of the country. I mean, that's a lovely idea. If you can't get them in the house, at least we can give them a great house to live in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, reality, culturally speaking, like yep. people care for their dogs in a number of different ways all over the world. And it's like putting some time and attention on the dogs that aren't like, they're still maybe considered pets or family dogs, but their, their lifestyle really is it different. Is. It's really different. Dogs. Yeah. yeah. And we have uh-huh. seen such a difference in the dogs that we mm-hmm. have given these houses to. So we mm-hmm. love doing that. It is one of our more expensive programs because those insulated mm-hmm. dog houses are not inexpensive, mm-hmm. but we love doing it just to get that dog a better yeah. place to live. And in, and, in, and in one case, we even rebuild an enclosure so we could get a dog off the, lead, off the chain. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. important. 
But mm-hmm. with spaying and neutering, in addition to paying for individual spays and neuters, we incentivize programs that already exist. So Beautiful. I have a marketing background. So mm-hmm. I put that to use to come up with some ways that we can help those spay and neuter initiatives become more successful, mm-hmm. help incentivize people to bring their dogs and cats in on those days that they're having these events. So we'll give them free Mm -hmm. toys. We'll give them free food. We even Mm -hmm. run sweepstakes so that if you come in, you're entered into the sweepstakes to win a hundred dollar Walmart gift card. And that is a huge incentive, believe it or not. It doesn't feel like, you know, a lot, but it is. So we do things of that nature that we can really help move the needle in a meaningful way. Yeah. And then, I mean, I imagine like your initiatives then and what you're funding and what you're backing can really be anywhere in like the continental U.S.? Yes. Or, we, okay. we, do, we have shipped our free toys to Hawaii and Alaska though. Mm, <laughs> very cool. Very yeah, cool. yeah. So we, we have hit almost all state. If I went back and looked, I bet we have yeah. hit all of them. But, you know, mostly we get requests from the southern states, um, uh-huh. some Midwest but okay. you know, definitely in the areas of more extreme need, where you have a metropolitan area, you have population that is going to mm-hmm. donate. But when you're in a rural area, you just don't have the resources, the people mm-hmm. who can really help you in a time of need. I mean, we've helped we've helped a, a shelter that was out of food. I mean, that's how bad it can get. Like, like, you know, yeah, let's prioritize. That really brings it full circle in terms of being like, hey, that's a basic need. Yeah. yeah. That, so w- w- just as a, a, that ex- example, was this maybe shelter that didn't really have like government funding or like they had government funding, but it, they, they, their budget was so, you know, minuscule that the reality was that. I think it's the minuscule. Yeah. The minuscule. I mean, yeah, they but, often in rural areas, they often locate shelters next to the dump. Yep. Been there. And they're in, <laughs> cinder, in Georgia a few times. Exactly. Yeah. They're in little cinder yeah. block hovels. Yeah. They have limited numbers of crates. And when those crates are mm-hmm. full, that's it. If a new dog comes in, the, the dog that's been there the longest is euthanized for space. Mm-hmm. It just is mm-hmm. this revolving door of, you know, heartbreak. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the shelter people do it. Some of them do it by putting up a, a you know, Ugh. a wall. And I, I understand. Of, yeah. It's, it's just so. It's tough work. It's amazing when I see people that I have known for the entire 17 years I've been in rescue, mm-hmm. still at those shelters, still like calling, oh, God, saying, hey, awesome. I got this great like, dog. Can you help me wow. network? You know, still with that heart. It just is. It amazes me that they're not worn down and broken. Yeah. I've, you know, I've been there, you know, in a full-time position at some point in my life. And then uh, having traveled to different parts of the U S and like gone into rural shelters either to pull as part of a transport or participate in a program over there to do some like build out and some improvement of the shelter. Yeah. I get what you mean. It's, it's um, I, you know, I think that people that live in metropolitan areas, (laughs) it's an eye opener to maybe even hear parts of this conversation because like, I think we have an inkling of what's happening at urban inner city shelters, but sometimes even those spaces have uh, the luxury of quite frankly, a little more space, mm-hmm. like a little more space and maybe, maybe not the same sort of timestamp. I think in the underserved 
overpopulated, smaller shelters, space is such a resource. It is. And and you're right in that, you know, I think the best thing that's happened in the sheltering world is transports just mm-hmm. to really get dogs out of there and give mm-hmm. them an opportunity elsewhere. Um, but to your point of like, you know, it's still still the same story <laughs> in our lifetime called a lot of dogs, not enough homes. Like, so I really, really admire that the fact that you took something that feels like a heavy, right? A heavy burden. And, and we're like, how can I make an impact? Like actually in a way that I feel like I'm doing something to forward that while also like truly, and I hear you on the spay neuter being a long game. You're right. You're not going to know <laughs> exactly. like numbers drop over time and you're not going to know, you're not going to have something in a report to be like, here's what we did this year. Exactly. <laughs> um, that unknown impact. But I think between, I just find it so um, inspiring that like for you, you really kind of alchemized like a pain point and got empowered and created something beautiful around it. And now you have like a community of, do you have like dogs that are just like uh, people that are posting about their glad dog dogs or their, do you, I, I mean, I always also remember these like ridiculously huge toys. Do you still sell those too? Oh my goodness. People love them. Dogs love like, them. Dogs yeah. Love like them. We, it's like fun yeah. things for these dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my foster <laughs> right now, he has decided this one really huge toy I've given him is his girlfriend and uh, they okay. spend a little time together wow. every right. evening after dinner. <laughs> but you have like birthday bundles or something there where what do you we do? Have, okay. We so have if you want to get your dog something kind of fun and special, what do you, what do you have, do? We put those, all of those happy birthday toys we keep separate and we okay. make happy birthday gift baskets. We will sell oh, just cool. an individual happy birthday toy. You can see all of them. Uh, we photographed each individual toy so you can see it on our website. Yeah. That can be a very time consuming process, but we're starting to do that more and more. We used to just have mm. surprise me and we would pick a toy and mm. people seem to want to know what they're getting. I get it, but it's just like, sure. okay, now we have to photograph everyone and we have to it upload time. it. So it does take time, mm-hmm. but I actually have a volunteer coming tomorrow who's going to photograph all of our Easter toys so that Yay. we can show everybody. So we just try to get volunteers that can do these niche mm-hmm. things and help us along. But birthdays, um, we have all kinds of gift baskets and certainly for mm-hmm. every season and Easter baskets coming up. But we we do sell a fair amount of those for everything from a new adoption um, oh, to oh, so fun. completely the other end of the spectrum where maybe a multi-dog household has had to put down a dog because oh, of age. And then a yeah. friend will say, well, let me send this gift basket so that they'll see their other dogs play and maybe get a smile. And so like we, yeah, yeah we have wonderful customers who use these gift baskets for mm-hmm. many reasons. I just got an order yesterday for three gift baskets from a woman who wanted to support the rescue where she adopted from. They're having mm-hmm. um, a, a fundraising event. So I'm making three gift baskets to send to the event so they can do a silent auction with them. Nice. So, yeah. So if you want to like do something seasonal, like seasonal with your dog, a a birthday surprise, or I really, really, really love that idea of like multiple dog household and a dog passes and like, yeah. We've had them, um, if dogs have had surgery, 
friends will send yeah. get well yeah. and we That's have a so bunch sweet. that are listed kind of you know here are some themes mm-hmm. but if, if i do probably more custom baskets than i do the ones that are just pick one off the website so people just email me say i've got fifty dollars and this is the size of the dog I, i've even put dog and cat things together so it's really fun oh that's so cool so so okay how can people either purchase and or get in touch to volunteer? And is there any like regional or locational confinement for volunteering? There isn't. Uh, first off, glad, gladdogsnation.com <laughs> okay. is our website. Beautiful. And you'll see a, a chat button there or my email address is there that you can reach out. But we mm-hmm. do have volunteers all over who do the stitching. We will get everything ready and I'll ship to them. So they, and then they ship back. Mm -hmm. Some people also, what they'll do for me, once I get to know them and understand their ability level, I will Mm -hmm. ship to them those um, shelter and rescue toys that are ready to be shipped, ready to be stitched. And I'll include a little label that, so they, they stitch them up. And mm-hmm. put this label on to go directly to the shelter. So it's kind of like, here, you finish them. And they it's like the final leg of the journey. And they get a really good feeling. They know exactly what their efforts are going to. So, oh, that's so, so cool. we do that as well. But yeah, we I have a, a long yeah. list of stitchers. I have this board over here of all of our stitchers and whether they have toys to stitch yeah. or not. So definitely... You don't have to be local. It's great if you are. It saves us a little long postage, but we really do want to invite anybody to help us. And we are really looking. We have two two big needs. We really need crafty people who would be interested in doing this part of the work. The applique of like the the eyeballs and the The eyeballs and the noses. And we we have one person right now, in addition to me, I tend to be a bit of the the roadblock to things getting done, but I do have one other person who's helping me with that. And she's doing a fantastic job and she loves it. She is, she's crafty. She cuts out the plastic eyes and mm-hmm. figures out what to put on. It just has such a great time with it. So if you're crafty, we could use your help and it would, All right. it will provide you with everything you need. So just reach out on the website. Correct. That's the best way. And then if this is somebody that maybe has any sort of pet, okay, so there, we're, we're talking to pet owners. There could be people that have pet-related businesses. You can reach out to Marianne about, you know, potentially purchasing toys to be distributing to your clients or give to your clients as gifts. Yes, we, we have wholesale clients. We do. Yeah. And like you, you buy them for graduation gifts. Yeah, they're a graduation gift. But I mean, we they sell are- to pet stores. We sell to, um, there's a co-op in uh, the Mount Airy, Ambler area. Maybe you've heard of it, Lee Weaver's Weaver. Way. Yeah, yeah. They, they sell our toys. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I was, in, I was at my vet um, a little, like just a few weeks ago and I saw your stuff as well. And I was like, look at that. Wait, Red Hill? Are you in, where did, mm-hmm. what's your vet? Oh, that way. Yeah. Um, Is it Kindred Integrated? Yeah, over in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just up there two weeks ago and <laughs> they are so wonderful. They love our toys. And in yeah. fact, they might start a little stitching program while people are there waiting. Like they can pick up That's a toy. That's a great idea. Stitch one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, we're putting something together to do that. 
Wow, that's an interesting idea too. Like while you're waiting. <laughs> yeah. Kids, it keeps kids We'll work busy. on the dog kids training part it. so people can like hang out with a dog and stitch a toy. <laughs> well, maybe right? when the dog might be back getting something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that is. But they yeah, were like psyched like, to do something. Yeah, I love that. And then also like, could people reach out to you if they say, like say they had a, an event where they maybe wanted, they have a gathering of people or a gathering of children where they might be able to like, this is like a project or a craft or a thing that can be done. Absolutely. We, we sell yeah. these, these toys to groups like yeah. that. These, you know, very easy to stitch thinner toys. We sell them in boxes of 50 with oh, wow. everything included and people yeah. have stitching parties with them. Very often oh. bar and bat mitzvah kids will do a toy drive for us to get donated toys. Yay. Then they'll purchase one of these kits and they'll stitch up the toys and then they deliver them to a shelter themselves. So they get the full circle of giving oh, as part of their project. I love yeah. that. And I love that as an like a party, like a, I don't know, any kind of party idea. Exactly. It's, it's so really fun. People are yeah. like, oh, I don't know how to sew, but you don't have to. The dogs don't care if the stitching is perfect. <laughs> the goal is to keep the squeaker inside. And right. it really does. It, it, it's, you know, you're dealing with something that's meant for kids. They're, they couldn't be yeah. more adorable and yeah. they're just, they're cute and it's a happy time. I love it. Well, I, I thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for, for really turning your little, like your little nugget into like, you know, like you buffed that into something <laughs> beautiful that can be shared with the world. Oh, and thank you. Say, I just, I think that's so lovely. And it's like, it's been amazing to see how the idea of glad dogs has grown over the years and how you're really, truly everywhere in the U S now. And, well, and, and you're, Yours are able to be everywhere too. And thank you, that. your support, your exposure to the Philadelphia community, the, the pet uh, loving community has been very important and helpful. Oh, hey. Thank you it's our so pleasure. much. Yeah. Thanks, Marianne. Yeah. We'll chat again soon. Good. Thank you. Oh.